The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Friday, August 12, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news, made possible when you shop through my Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. American Olympic swimmer Simone Manuel has become the first black woman in the world to win a gold medal in that sport. Michael Phelps picked up his record-setting 22nd gold last night as the U.S. continues to dominate at the Games in Rio. Nearly 80 Republican staffers have signed a letter asking the party to stop funding the Donald Trump presidential campaign. The letter says Trump has alienated millions of voters and that the money would be better spent on helping the party keep its majorities in the House and Senate. Trump reacted defiantly, of course, saying it was he who'd raised the party's money. The latest polls, the first ones taken since Trump's unclear Second Amendment comments this week, show Hillary Clinton has regained her lead over Trump. Trump has made tasteless jokes and unclear statements that have until now been blamed on veering off the script or bad ad-libbing. But that doesn't explain his false claims this week that Hillary Clinton is out to squash the Second Amendment or that President Obama is the founder of ISIS. In several interviews yesterday, Trump made it clear he's saying those things because it's what his supporters want to hear. Even when questioned by Trump-friendly conservatives like Sean Hannity and Hugh Hewitt, the candidate repeated his wild accusation that Obama is the founder of ISIS. At one point, Hewitt said he agreed with Trump that the Obama administration, which included Clinton, had created a vacuum in Iraq that made the formation of ISIS possible. But Hewitt says he would have used different language instead of calling Obama the terror group's founder. But they wouldn't talk about your language, said Trump, and they do talk about my language, right? This is not a Donald Trump who's veered off script. This is a candidate who knows exactly what he's saying, and so do his followers. And Trump says he'll keep campaigning the way he has, as he's convinced his supporters, the only candidate who tells the straight truth, even if what he's saying isn't true. The White House, by the way, passed on a chance to dignify Trump's claim with a response. This morning, Trump tweeted he was being sarcastic. Trump also revealed for the first time yesterday his strategy might or might not work. Quoting him on CNBC, at the end, it's either going to work or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a very, very nice long vacation. But in the meantime, he's still counting on winning, telling one audience, Crooked Hillary is getting a little concerned, adding a new poll came out this morning that showed us essentially very close to even. Trump may also be trying to distract attention from the growing number of Republican luminaries who say they'll be voting for Clinton. As for Mrs. Clinton, she clarified her position on guns two weeks ago, before Trump claimed that she would curtail gun rights and repeal the Second Amendment. Quoting her, I'm not looking to repeal the Second Amendment. I'm not looking to take people's guns away. But I am, she said, looking for reasonable efforts to keep guns out of the wrong hands. As promised, Hillary Clinton talked about her economic plans as president, just as Donald Trump had done earlier in the week. Clinton didn't bring anything new to the table, instead repeating her goals while comparing them to proposals made by Trump. She repeated her plan to spend $275 billion on infrastructure, the most improvements since the 1950s, and the jobs that would create. She compared that to Trump's plan to cut the corporate tax rate from 35% to 15 Clinton called it the Trump loophole, since she says it would allow him to pay less than half the current tax rate on many of his own businesses.
the Obama administration shifting another $81 billion into the fight against Zika. The money comes from budgets for other diseases, and it does so because Congress left for summer vacation without setting aside money for the Zika virus. Congress was asked to act back in February. If the White House hadn't moved the money this week, the Zika fight would have run out of cash at the end of the month. As it is, vaccine research will continue with human trials about to get underway. Presidential candidate Hillary Clinton has invited Congress to return early from its break to pass the necessary funding. Health experts say Zika is not likely to become an epidemic in the U.S. since we have better screens and air conditioning not available in many Latin American homes. Even President Obama has said he believes weed is no more harmful than alcohol. Advocates say less harmful. Despite that, his DEA rubbed a lot of people the wrong way this week when it refused to take marijuana out of the dangerous drug category it shares with heroin. That decision leaves many Americans in a no-man's land in which weed is locally legal but federally illegal. Five states have already legalized weed for recreational use. Five more may follow suit depending on the election outcomes in November. Officially, the feds still see marijuana as more dangerous than cocaine and claim science hasn't proven it's a safe or effective medicine, despite mountains of evidence to the contrary. But that's because the Drug Enforcement Agency has, for decades, had a monopoly on marijuana research, keeping it out of the hands of a lot of frustrated researchers. Despite its stubborn position on reclassification, the DEA has also now opened the door for other researchers to legally study marijuana. Scientists will now be able to study more strains of the plant to find the ones that do the most medical good and to develop versions that work even better. Quoting a Democratic lawmaker from Oregon where pot is legal, it's outrageous that federal policy has blocked science for so long. Throughout the week, a drama has built between the U.S. and Turkey. As noted here before, the U.S. relies on Turkey, despite its serious flaws, for an airbase to launch strikes against ISIS. But after the recent attempt to overthrow Turkey's President Erdogan, Erdogan's been demanding the U.S. turn over the man he believes was behind the coup attempt. That man lives in Pennsylvania, has for years now, ever since he fled the government he's allegedly tried to overthrow now Erdogan has given the U.S. a choice, either hand over the Muslim cleric in PA or lose a friend in Turkey. Erdogan said so in so many words, quote, it has to make a choice. But U.S. officials have told Turkey there's no evidence the cleric had anything to do with the coup. The Pennsylvania cleric has denied it as well. At this, the height of the hurricane season, government forecasters have increased the number of severe storms they're expecting. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration now says there will be five to eight hurricanes approaching the U.S. between now and the end of the season in November. Two hurricanes have approached so far this season, but without harm to the U.S., it's been 11 years since Florida saw its most recent hurricane strike. Now in its fourth year with over 3 million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. If you're shopping for back to school or off to college, Amazon is certainly ready for you. Right now, find deals on everything from approved homeschooling curriculum to required public school items and everything a college student needs. In the back to school department, just enter your zip code and Amazon will tell you what you need in your district, whether you're a student or a teacher. There, you'll find Amazon's picks for the best items and the best deals from kindergarten to college. Amazon also has new and used textbooks. Save big on textbooks by going to Amazon first. 
You'll also find Kindles and Amazon's Fire Tablet now on sale for as little as $49.99. And don't forget Amazon Student Prime, which carries most of the benefits of Prime at a price a student can afford. Whether it's a classroom, a church, or an office, ordering regularly through the Amazon link at buzzburbank.com sustains this free daily newscast. And no, summer's not quite over yet. You'll still find deals on everything from lawnmowers to hammocks to beach and pool supplies. But please use my links at buzzburbank.com. Another day, another amusement park accident at the kid-friendly Idlewild Park, an hour west of Pittsburgh, a three-year-old boy fell off a slow-moving roller coaster, plunging 40 feet to unconsciousness and head and chest injuries. His exact condition is still unknown. The 78-year-old wooden coaster has no seat belts. The park inspects the rides daily. State officials okayed the ride less than a week ago. Earlier this week, three Tennessee girls were seriously hurt when they fell from a Ferris wheel, and in Kansas, a 10-year-old boy was killed falling from a 170-foot water slide. Well, this is a clear sign of the times. Macy's, a standard bearer in the retail department store industry, is crying uncle. Macy's business was down 40% over the last year. Founded after the Civil War, Macy's is giving in but not giving up. Immortalized in the Christmas movie Miracle on 34th Street, the stores are dwindling as Macy's focuses on the inevitable, online shopping. Macy's will still have brick-and-mortar stores, but a hundred fewer than it has now. That means no more retail jobs for thousands of people at the start of 2017. And Macy's has already closed 90 stores over the past six years. Although Macy's won't comment, there's evidence it's trying to unload its flagship stores including the one on New York's 34th Street. Ah, but the investors are loving it. Macy's stock jumped in value by 18% yesterday on this news. Sears has also closed stores, so have Aeropostale and The Gap. Office Depot's on track to close a total of 700 stores. Speaking of stocks, Wall Street hit new highs yesterday, partly thanks to Macy's, but also a good earnings report from Kohl's, Nordstrom, and JCPenney. Investors also liked hearing that crude oil prices are up. The S&P hit a record high. The Dow rose to above 18.6. NASDAQ was up as well. There'll still be a Huffington Post, just without the Huffington part. Founding the massive online news outlet more than a decade ago and earning a Pulitzer Prize along the way, Arianna Huffington is stepping aside as editor-in-chief. After making her mark in journalism, Huffington's moving on to a new online business, a health and wellness site called Thrive Global. Will we notice a change at Huffington Post? That isn't clear, and it may not matter, since HuffPo is owned by AOL, which is owned by Verizon, which now also owns Yahoo. Monopolies aren't just for newspapers or TV and radio stations anymore. They're now forming online. If American Kim Rode wins another gold this year in Rio, that'll give her the longest female gold streak in Olympic history. She was shooting for number six this morning. Literally. Kim picked up a gun and started shooting when she was seven years old. Now she's the USA's champion skeet shooter. As UPI puts it, she dominates the field with her Peruzzi shotgun. As the 37-year-old put it to Time Magazine, we have that stigma attached to our sport. When you're talking to a NASCAR driver, they're not asked to comment on an incident that occurred with a vehicle. Yes, American gold medalist Kim Rode is a big Second Amendment advocate. We should have the right, she says, to keep and bear arms to protect ourselves and our family. 
The Second Amendment, she says, was put in so we could defend our First Amendment, freedom of speech, and, she adds, to defend ourselves against our own government. If you want your baby to grow into peanut butter sandwiches, rub a little on their gums. A new study backs up others in concluding that a slow introduction of peanut proteins to an infant greatly decreases the chances the child will develop the dreaded peanut allergy. The studies show that this slow introduction is safe even in babies who show signs of already having that allergy. Some of the test subjects were as young as nine months old. Although I generally avoid most showbiz news here, this one's irresistible. It involves one of the most unlikely pairings of all time, lifestyle and crafts maven Martha Stewart and weed-inspired rapper Snoop Dogg. They've appeared together before, and it's magical, from her talk show to the Justin Bieber roast to a recent stint on the game show $100,000 Pyramid. So this fall on VH1, they'll have a new series together, Martha and Snoop's Dinner Party. It's a food competition show that will lean on the different and the funny. Quoting Snoop, my homegirl Martha and I have a special bond that goes back. We're going to be cooking, drinking, and having a good time with our friends. It is worth noting that one member of the duo has been to prison, and not the one we'd be led to suspect. Someone in Rogue River, Oregon, has put the pot into porta potty a man walking his dog had apparently been inspired by his pet and spotted a portable toilet just outside some tennis courts. But when he opened the door, he found the blue fiberglass structure was packed full of marijuana plants. After getting a call from this man, police hauled the weed away. The pot potty is now unoccupied. And finally, from the Monkey News Network, Monkeys on a Plane. Frontier Airlines is steamed at the TSA for letting an improperly restrained monkey board a flight from Ohio to Vegas. What's a trip to Vegas without a monkey? Frontier says the monkey was loose in the main cabin, or at least peeked out of a man's shirt. The flight attendant demanded to see the monkey's papers. That must be in their handbook. The man with the monkey refused to provide those papers. The airline called the cops, who met man and monkey at Las Vegas's McCarran International Airport. Police determined the monkey is a registered emotional support animal and that no crimes had been committed. As for the TSA, it says the monkey was properly stored in a bag when its owner boarded the flight. But as far as Frontier is concerned, some things are more fun than a bag full of monkey. I'm Buzz Burbank. Have a great weekend. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back Monday with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.